0: Welcome inside the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. I'm John ledger your host from over at fanragsports.com, along with Trevor sickum who covers tonight's Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Yeah. ComputerReport.com. They play the Atlanta Falcons. Trev. How are you feeling about the potential matchup?
1: I have never covered a Monday night football game before, mm. so um very excited. I'm I'm excited to not leave the stadium until 3 A.m. Yes, tonight. Every time. Um so yeah, no, it's going to be it, – it'll be fun. They're, they're, the Bucks absolutely have nothing to play for. They have no Gerald McCoy, no Levante David, and people are just trying to not get hurt. Yeah. Uh, my, meanwhile, they're over here playing a team that has to win to keep their playoff hopes alive. So um, this should this should end well.
0: At least Julio Jones hasn't had much success on them though, right?
1: Uh, well, yeah, not recently. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, the, the, yeah, right, sure. Right.
0: Only 1,000 like I mean, receiving.
1: You know, one-fourth of a 1,000-yard season coming in one game is yeah. – uh,
0: not that not that bad no it's fine no we're fine. you are right about monday night and sunday night games it's insane like i remember when i covered, when i was going down to the stadium for all the sealer games last year um you know and that's one of the big reasons why i just haven't gone down that much this year is because i live an hour and a half away and so you drive down an hour and a half hour and 40 hour and 45 and, and you're know, depending on traffic coming in at least you drive down you stay there and you're literally there to like two or three in the morning doing work like after the interviews and everything wrap up. And then you have to drive home. I, when I was doing Sunday and Monday night games, I wouldn't get home till like the next morning <laughs> just for cover yeah. st- a football game. It seems yeah. really ridiculous, but that's the way it goes on those games. Um, all right. We're talking NFL draft today. We are doing a little mock draft Monday. We're bringing it back. Drev. Uh, we got the, uh, according to tankathon.com, the current NFL draft order, um and the browns are up top and you've got the odds and i've got the evens and we thought it'd be fun to get to a little mock action with all the teams in the nfl that have a record of 500 or worse so that's up to the 16th uh pick so we'll pick through one through 16 uh in this mock i'll pick the uh, evens trevor will pick the odds and you're kicking things off with the cleveland browns oh and 14
1: yeah um so cleveland pick it up at the top of the draft and uh, boy their their pick here gets I don't know if it's I don't know if it's different, but it's certainly you, you think about it a little bit differently, knowing the fact that they have that second pick, right? So Houston, it originally looked like, oh wow, once Deshaun Watson came in and started balling out, they're like, Okay, well this Cleveland pick's probably gonna be, you know, between picked fifteen and, and twenty five since Houston traded their first round pick to Cleveland and all of a sudden you know Deshaun Watson goes down and this Houston team is now four and ten with a really weak strength of schedule, and it's Cleveland at one and Cleveland at four right now. I don't know how much
0: my favorite bet. thing ever is when people say, oh, but Sashi Brown was bad, you know, sarcastically when they found out Cleveland as the first and fourth picks. And I'm like, yeah, because Sashi Brown was the one that made the Browns go own 14 and get the first pick. And the one that tore Deshaun Watson's ACL in practice that made the Texans go four and 10 instead of being a playoff team. Yeah, that was sashi, You know, it's just like. It's, How are they giving it, it, him credit for this?
1: <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a stats thing, right? You can make stats say whatever you want. Exactly. So either like a team is good and the GM is good, or the team is bad and the right. GM is good. I saw he, some
0: of those comments yesterday, I was just Like what is, what are they talking about?
1: <laughs> I don't know, but um, for Cleveland at number one. I'm going to give him a quarterback. I'm going to give him Josh Rosen. We talked about Josh Rosen last week. Uh, You gave a pretty dang compelling argument for getting over some of the negative narratives that we've heard about Josh Rosen, uh, getting over some of the concerns that that people have had about him and uh, just kind of not only his translation to the, the NFL, but how he has progressed over the last couple of years Um, how you really kind of have to put them under a microscope to understand that there are things that are really translatable. And I understand that the Cleveland Browns have Deshaun Kaiser and I don't necessarily hate Deshaun Kaiser, but I'm, I'm kind of in the mold of, look, you, you have to draft a quarterback until you find one, like until you have one. And if you want to say, well, Deshaun Kaiser's not that bad. I'm like, I I agree with you. I don't hate Deshaun Kaiser, but they're Mm 0-14. Like... You can you can you can like Kaiser and still go. He hasn't won a game, and I I coaching I get it. The rest of the roster I get it, but I mean you look at you look at how um, Garoppolo came in with San Francisco, and not only are they good, they're 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 pretty dang good when he comes into the game. And I know that things are a little bit. It's it's not exactly a one on one correlation, but my whole point in this is saying like I don't care if you think you have a guy if you're picking at number one and you're our winless team you're taking a quarterback i don't like right and so like oh what happens if both of them are good okay great best case scenario you know
0: yeah like that's just you trade off. i agree completely keep firing a quarterback quarterback until you get one that sticks man like if you're the browns on an eye you can think any other way at this point just fine and kaiser yeah, I'm not going to rule out anyone's potential development. I think that it's it's huge, and I think Kaiser should be given more opportunities to compete for a starting job. But he's been really, really bad this year. You know, there's no way getting around that. And so, and while like, he was the first overall pick, and they traded away everything to try and get him, you know, he was their fourth pick in that draft. You know, they they have a, they had a lot of resources they invested in outside of him. They didn't give up everything to try and make him succeed. You know, it was a second round pick. It's worth it. It's worth the shot. Um, you know, but I, I think he deserves a shot to compete uh, next year for Cleveland, uh, and he will get that. I'm sure. I don't think they're going to trade him like some people think. Uh, but yeah, just I don't, you know, I don't think you can put all your eggs in that basket for sure. So no brainer, Josh Rosen first overall pick. I think we'll see that all the way until the 2018 draft. I don't know that that'll change much unless unless something happens with Josh Rosen off the field or something like that. Um, Giants picking second overall. The holes that they have. They have some on the offensive line. They need another tackle. They need interior offensive line help. If the receivers are healthy, I love their their weaponry. I think that they need a running back. So this is and we talked about this last week on the podcast. Where is the right spot to draft a running back? in which teams have the potential to be the outliers. The Giants were one of those teams. They've got talent at tight end, a wide receiver, and I'm not sure they're going to go for a left tackle because Eric Flowers has played a little bit better this season, and he's still not great, but I don't think they're going to move away from him while he's under this current contract. They have other bigger issues on the offensive line. Defensive line-wise, I think they have all the talent there. They don't care about linebackers or prioritize them, and when B.J. Goodson's been healthy, I think he's been a solid player for them. I feel like they have the talent in the secondary, but I'm just not sure that those guys are playing up to potential right now. And so I, it'll be interesting to see how they evaluate their own secondary. But I, to me, I've got to get – you look at the offensive side of the ball, and I think they have to get bigger and stronger and tougher in the trenches. And I know it's hard, high for Quentin Nelson. He's a guard. Uh, but I think if that all the weaponry is back and they can add a running back later in the draft, if they're content to go with Eli Manning, and you know as much as I like Baker Mayfield – It sounds like the Giants seem like they're pretty content depending on who their head coach is, I think, from what the the guys at the top have said, their owners said, uh, they're content to go with Eli for a little bit longer. I think you can still be a a decent team with Eli. I don't think he's like the worst quarterback in the league. I just don't think he's a great quarterback anymore. And so I I think that if you can strengthen the rest of the group around him, he's got a much better chance of succeeding. I'm giving him Quentin Nelson with that second overall pick.
1: A little high for a guard, but I do understand it Mm -hmm. because of the class. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts at number three. You know you know what the trendy pick here is at number
0: three?
1: It's, um, they need everything. It's a, it, it, what did you say?
0: They need everything.
1: <laughs> yeah, but the trendy pick right now that I'm seeing is the Colts going with Saquon Barkley because people uh, think that Saquon Barkley is very good because I think he is very good as well. Mm. Um, this pick in no way should be a running back. Correct. Like None. Right. Um, it's going to be a trench player. It's either going to be a pass rusher or it's going to be an offensive lineman. And for this mock draft that we're doing, I'm going to give him Bradley Chubb. Now, Mm -hmm. I know that the Colts don't necessarily play like a a defense that always allows for a traditional hands-on-the-ground, kind of three-four style of defensive end. Sometimes they go multiple with what they Mm -hmm. do. They have stand-up linebackers, and if that's the case, maybe Harold Landry would have been a better pick, and maybe he will end up being a better pick as the draft process kind of goes on. People. You'll get into his tape a little bit more as he's coming down the stretch, even though he's been injured this year. But right now, Bradley Chubb is the best pass rusher in the class, and the Colts should take the best pass rusher in the class. Their defense is just too – it was too soft with the play with the old players they had. Chris Bauer, the GM, is showing that he has no problem getting rid of almost absolutely every defensive starter that – uh was brought in for whatever reason um, so they are completely starting over and you do not officially completely start over as a defense until you get your premier pass rusher because until then you're always going to be searching for one whatever pieces that you have around him so uh it's going to be the top pass rusher i think for indianapolis here at number three right now and for most of the draft process so far it's been bradley chubb and that's who they get
0: great pick i agree with you I think things are going to get shook up in India anyway, so I think that the, the scheme will change, and you'll see a lot of changes happening there. And Bradley Chubb is the best pass rusher in this class, so uh, I like that pick a lot. If you're a Colts fan, you should be excited about the potential of landing him 3-11 and now. The, uh, the Texans obviously do not have the fourth pick, and the Browns have the fourth pick, so the Browns are back on the clock, and they have the potential to be back on the clock maybe even as quick as one and three in the way this we'll see how the season ends but they could have two really close picks together in the top 10 i don't even know that it would be smart for the browns to trade out of these spots because i think that there's a couple really good players at the top of the draft and i don't think the depth is that great from what i've seen so far and, you know my opinion could change on that and certainly will depend on different position groups will be seen differently i think but right now if you're the browns at number four and you stay put to me, this team has needs in the secondary that can't be ignored. I think that their front seven, when they're healthy, is a chance to be really good. I think about Maurice Turst here, but I really like what I saw from Larry Ogunjobi as a three technique this year. I think he can do some nice things. They've got decent depth there. If I'm the Browns, I want to address the secondary, and Minka Fitzpatrick, to me, is the best player in this class in the secondary. I think that he's capable of playing safety, capable of playing in the slot. I was going to say, to what do you...
1: What are you playing him
0: at? I probably play him a corner uh, to start at least uh, an outside corner. But either way, I think that he's a difference maker um, in the secondary. I think he has the ability to be a, a matchup guy in the slot as well. And he has tons of experience there. You don't see that kind of size and ability from the slot to match up with bigger targets. You know, He's like a more refined Byron Jones. You know, Byron Jones, never, he was an amazing athlete who still wins on athleticism but I never thought he was like a pure football instincts guy. And I think Fitzpatrick is that type of player. He's terrific against the run, which would be great. It's a big slot too, but he can also play on the outside. He can give your defense a lot of things, allow them to be very flexible. Browns haven't had a guy like that, man. They need a guy like that in the secondary. Um, and I think Minka can be that guy. Well, you got the 49ers, the I fighting Jimmy gonna... Garoppolo. They're about to work their way right out of the top 10, aren't they?
1: They really the are. Um, which, you know, I was having this conversation with somebody last night because they were they're they're a Niners fan and um, they were talking about the wins that this team is getting. And they're like, man, they're blowing it. And I'm thinking yeah. to myself, yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, I I definitely get it. Like the because, like, if you are a bottom line guy, yes, if you're not making the playoffs, you want the worst record possible. But you know, on the flip side, if I'm a Niners fan. I'd be pumped as they start winning these games, man. I'd be pumped about Garoppolo playing um, well even down the stretch, even if it gets him a little bit worse of a draft pick. Because I think that we've also seen that John Lynch knows how to be a GM, knows how to work the draft a little bit. And if there's a guy that he really wants, I think that he can maneuver the draft enough to go up and get a guy that they need. So knowing that, you know, I'm not. If I was a Niners fan, I wouldn't be as upset as say, like for the for the bucks you know as we're, we're gonna get to that pick at pick number seven mm. like I'd, I'd be more comfortable if i'm a niners fan with yeah. them with a couple of the games down the stretch than like say like if a team like tampa bay or chicago yeah. or whatever I'm pretty
0: okay with the you know if i'm a Niners fan i don't really care where I, in fact i'd probably want to move back that's why i wrote at the beginning of the year i wrote earlier this season anyway that they they needed to lose to be at the top of the draft so the teams would want to trade up with them to grab one of the top sure. quarterbacks at the top right and, you know, I guess as long as you're behind Cleveland, you're going to lose out on QB1, probably. But, you know, I don't, you know, if the Giants stick with Eli Manning, which I think there's probably a decent chance that, that they will and they won't draft a quarterback first round, at least, um, you know, I think that the Giants probably stamp out and the Colts you know, can, we'll see what happens with Andrew Locke. But, again, I, I think if, at this point, anyway, it would be a surprise if they go quarterback. And then, you know, Cleveland's second pick, they're not going to take quarterback with both, I don't think. Um, you know it's
1: funny? You know what's funny is is at, on this uh, tank, the draft website we'll, we're looking at for the for the order is called com backslash NFL. And it, it has the records, the strength of schedules, all that. But you know how, like, sometimes things will say, if it's a positive, it'll say it in green text. And if it's yeah. a negative, it'll say it in – in red text. Well, because this site's all about the all about the draft. Right. It says the 49ers are on a 3-game win streak, but that's in red.
0: <laughs> but it might like, be accurate.
1: <laughs> like it's a bad thing and then it says Cleveland's <laughs> lost 14 straight and that's in green like it's a good thing.
0: If you're the 49ers man, I'd want to I'd find somebody like <laughs> Denver, if they are trying to get up to get a quarterback, or the Jets at 10, which by the way, why aren't the Jets playing Christian Hackenberg? We'll talk about that. Arizona at 11, those three teams are all going to want to move up for a quarterback, I think. Washington at 13, if they lose out on Kirk Cousins, they could be. A t- I mean, there are a couple teams that could want to move up where San Francisco's range for a quarterback, they're going to hold a lot of keys. They have their quarterback in the future. They have a lot of nice. Pieces well, if of they place. if
1: they don't, I, I and they're staying here. I thought this was going to be a hot take pick because I was going to pick this guy over Minka, but you took Minka there right before him. Mm. Denzel Ward, the cornerback from mm, Ohio State. Okay. Uh, we have seen, you know, especially this year, uh, when you get young, confident, man up corners, uh, and you can plug them in, that can do so much. For a defense. And I think Denzel Ward, when I have watched him play, the confidence that he plays with, just, uh, it's not even like a chip on this dude's shoulder. Like, it's a, like a boulder. I don't know if somebody like pisses him off before games or whatever, but he looks, every time I've watched him, he looks very focused. He looks physical. Uh, he looks like he's ready for any wide receiver matchup that any team they're going up against could put on
0: him. Yep.
1: No. Uh, and I really like that about him. you. you, you. Yeah. The, the attitude part of the cornerback position that you and I favor a lot. And I think Ward shows a lot of that as well as the skill needed to play it. So um, might be a little high for people who are following some mock drafts, but uh, I like Denzel Ward a lot. He would be my first corner off the board, and uh, I'd give him to San Francisco at number five.
0: Yeah, I, I can't uh, – from what I've seen live of Denzel Ward, I can't argue with that pick. Uh, he's looked very, very good live. I've yet to sit down and really study him or, or most of the, uh, the defensive backs in the class, but I, I really like what I've seen from him live. And obviously Ohio State – Real rich tradition, especially recently at the, at the position. Um, Chicago's up at number six, and to me it's just you got to find the best offensive weapon in the draft. I believe that's Calvin Ridley. I think he's a great route runner. I think he can do just about everything. The more I watch him, the more I think this guy can be a true wide receiver one in the NFL. I think he's polished. I think he's smart. I think he has good ball skills. Um, he's a separator. He's incredible after the catch. Uh, Calvin Ridley's my guy for Chicago at number six. All right. Your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Your, the. you are, unpro- you're, you're not, you're not quite sure what you're going to do here, are you? Well, you were I looking at got, some
1: things. I think it's got to be a pass rusher, yeah. um, and it, 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 it all, I think, depends. Because I don't, I don't think that Bradley Chubb makes it to seven. Mm-hmm. I just think that too many teams. It's too important of a position, and he has had too good of a year for him to really make it to seven. If he does, he'll be the Bucks' pick. I think. You know, nine out of ten times or whatever. But if he is gone, then it gets interesting because he, I, we're not sure if, if defensive coordinator Mike Smith is going to stick around. So we don't know what the defensive system is going to look like. They've played some some three four, some three three five, some hybrid kind of defenses with with three down linemen, four linebackers. So if that's the case, perhaps Harold Landry is a guy that they could look at as an outside pass rusher on the opposite side of say Noah Spence. So you have both of those guys as edge players. But if they don't, and I think they'll probably stay a little bit more traditional with their base, I'm going to give them Cleveland Farrell here at number seven. Uh, Very young player, uh, but he's already been shining for years at Clemson. He's played, obviously we've seen Clemson play some of the most important games of the year, including the national title the last two years. He's been an integral part of that defense, getting his team there. Uh, How he plays the edge with a body frame that is just i think perfectly made for the NFL. Um i worry somewhat about his bend uh as a, as a speed rusher um and that does worry me when you when you take guys in the top 10 who who might have bend concerns but he shows a little bit here and there on some plays where i think oh man you know maybe maybe he is maybe he is flexible enough to get around the edge to be a speed guy and if that's the case Um, I think everything else about his body of work says that he would be worth a top 10 pick as an edge player. So he's the guy I'll go with Tampa Bay who desperately, desperately, desperately needs pass
0: rush. Yeah. They have a crying need there. Um, Cincinnati is up and they need offensive line help. They also need help in some other ways. Maybe they guess it's not out of the question. They could be looking for a quarterback either. Um, given the way things are right now, let's steer away from quarterback and let's give him Connor Williams to tackle. Um, I am not sold on Connor Williams being your like lock top 10 type pick, but I think I like his tools better than anybody else in the class. So yes, he'll need work. Will he get refined in Cincinnati? We'll see. Um, I think that this upcoming, whoever the upcoming coaching staff is, which by the way, if they trade a draft pick for Hugh Jackson, I will die laughing. I will die laughing that a one in, what is it? One in 30 coach in the NFL right now would get... (laughs) Would get a draft pick traded for him. I don't know if you saw that chatter or not. I did, um, man.
1: It's a boys' club. Unbelievable. It's a boys' club up there.
0: But uh, I think Connor Williams goes to the Bengals, and uh, they get a tackle to at least work on trying to replace I mean, him because they need one on both sides. I mean, so it's it's a pretty bad situation right now for Cincinnati um, because they spent resources on the pick and they didn't get much out of the guys. You know, Cedric Bui and um, and Jake Fisher. So. It's been disappointing for them but uh i think williams is the pick at number eight
1: all right i'm gonna assume here at number nine with denver yes that they're not that they're not getting a free agent quarterback so i'm just do looking at the roster as it is right now which means do it the heisman trophy winner do it is going to denver yes so i'm gonna pick i gonna pick baker mayfield in the top 10 i'm gonna <laughs> give him to johnny Way at number nine and uh And we're going to have some fun. There's going to be some fun times up in Colorado again because if there is anybody that I would have faith with in the NFL to build around Baker Mayfield, I think it's John Elway. So I think that uh, Elway knows that that being a bit unconventional, being a little edgy, certainly for the quarterback position, is, is what can win you some big games and even the big game in the NFL as long as you continue to give them the freedom to do what they do. Uh, build a good game plan around him, give them the weapons that they need and Denver has a lot of those weapons already I know they need some help here and there, but uh, I think Baker could be a Pretty a pretty quick turnaround for this Denver team uh, As long as you know, he gets in there hits the ground running and everything yep. like that But I the way that he's done this season, uh, I think it's certainly worth a top ten pick. Yep.
0: I agree with you The Jets are up on the clock Lamar Jackson still available. Let's do it. Let's dance if the Jets keep their current coaching staff, which I think it'd be kind of hard to fire him after this season, but we'll see what happens. Um, you know, I, I'm not a big fan of Todd Bowles, but I am a big fan of John Morton, their offensive coordinator. A lot of spread air raid concepts. I think Lamar Jackson could be really good in that type of a system. Spread teams out. You can use his legs. You can really just offer multiple looks, I think, as an offense. And I think Jackson could be very talented in that type of a passing attack with all that space. And I think that if he can get some development and maybe McCown's back and we'll see what happens with the jets moving forward. But um, I don't know that they would want to start him immediately, but I think that long-term wise, he could be a really good, really good fit there. And so the jets are going to go quarterback and Lamar Jackson at number 10.
1: I'm going to go three quarterbacks in a row. I'm going to give to mm-hmm. Sam Darnold. Um, oh, let's
0: because, say he comes because, out. Okay. Yeah.
1: Because he is draft eligible. Likely, <clears throat> goes, likely goes before this. Um, but there's been plenty of tape that he's put out this year that could make you question him a little bit for a little bit of a slide here. If Bruce Arian stays in Arizona, who knows? We'll see. It could be a good marriage. We wanted Patrick Mahomes there last year. He ends up going to Kansas City. Uh, so they, they kind of get the same thing this time around because Carson Palmer, as we've said this before, he ain't getting any younger. So um, they, it, like, I think this is the year you, you've got to invest a top 50 pick in a quarterback. Um, and you've got to really see what you got. got or, or – you risk yourself falling off for a couple of years here before you get one.
0: Puts the Oakland Raiders on the clock, and this one is kind of a, close to a no-brainer for me. I, it's pretty amazing. Maurice Hurst is still on the board. Yes, they have other needs, but I, I just think they really could use that type of a passer. They need another pass rusher, and, her, and you know, even if this isn't a great edge class, Hurst is a great interior pass rusher. They need that, that type of a player. You know, Mari Edwards hasn't been the same since his rookie year. I don't, I mean, he's still a decent player, but they just don't have that guy on the inside. Any Vanderdose now is a guy that can play nose. You can go heavy with Ian Justin Ellis inside, or you can go lighter with Vanderdose at the nose, and you can go uh, with with Hurst at the three technique. I just, I think Hurst is a really good player. Uh, I think some changes I mean, may be happening in Oakland, but I think that Hurst is a great player, and uh, he'll, he can fit a variety of schemes, and he'll be really effective uh, with the Raiders.
1: Who we got next? Redskins, right? Washington.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: I think Washington needs some. I think some Washington needs some good wide receiver help. Um, you know, for whatever reason, the Terrell Pryor thing is not uh, what people thought it would be, yeah. and so I think they're probably going to look wide receiver in round one. Um, it's tempting for me to say Auden Tate here, but I'm not sure Auden Tate comes out. So just Remember for running back. <laughs>
0: What'd you say? I said give him a running back, man.
1: No, not in the first round. Absolutely uh, not. You're
0: you're going strong. You're going strong. You you believe in Samaj AP, Ryan. Oh,
1: dude. That, I mean, I'm the one who made the bet with you,
0: dude. That's true. You're that's right. I forgot. I should have taken the odds. You, Washington <laughs> could have Darius Geis. No, you're right. Receivers in need.
1: I think uh, I'm gonna give him Corland Sutton just because I I think that they do need a potential Guy who could be their number one again. Uh, I wish Josh Josh Doxon was more consistent. Man, I love Josh yeah. Dachson coming out, and he makes some plays that are so awesome. Right. Um, but he just for whatever reason doesn't make him enough.
0: So he's very uh, Devontae uh, Parker esque right now.
1: Yeah, and like... you you took Calvin Ridley off the board early. Um, I'm just I'm I'm gonna fade away from, from picking on Tate in the first round at this point. Uh, but then so I'll give him Corlin Sutton here.
0: Roquan Smith still on the board. And Miami has a horrible linebacker in Kiko (laughs) Alonzo. Just kidding. that's a little harsh, but he's definitely not good. Uh, They need to upgrade the position. I know they just extended him and they signed Timmons, but he's aging. And they drafted McMillan, but he missed the entire season. And I don't know whether it will actually be the pick. I just know that it should be the pick at this point, uh, the way that things have fallen. Roquan Smith comes off the board to Miami at number 14. He's a stud linebacker.
1: Chargers? So I got, right? Yep,
0: Chargers are fit, uh, drafting 15th currently at 7-7. Seven and seven.
1: See, the Chargers are very weird, right? We've been over this. Yes. Um,
0: they are who we thought they were.
1: Because, like, like, I don't... Like, the Chargers are still, like, up and down every week. And I don't get to watch a ton of Chargers games because they're out west. So, um, like, d- don't, d- do not they need, like, safety help?
0: What do they need? Yeah, I think a safety could be good. I mean, like, because
1: I, I was thinking about giving them Derwin here at 15.
0: Yeah, I mean you can probably give them that you're right that they're pretty loaded. I mean, this would be another spot if Hearst fell to they, I mean, they had an interior pass rusher at all. Oh man. Um, Taven
1: 15. All right. There I mean, you go. Honestly.
0: Yeah. That, that there from what, from what I've seen 100%. of Brian, that could be a great fit.
1: 100%. All right. We're doing it. Taven Bryant's going 15. Shout out cow crabs. We're in this together.
0: <laughs> 16th. The green Bay Packers. Who thought, who thought they would be here? At this point uh, in the draft, but seven and seven, they couldn't get it done. They're helping the Panthers make me look really silly for saying the Panthers would fall off at the end of the season. Uh, Aaron Rodgers throws three picks, and they come in now looking for help at a couple different spots. Um, man, the Packers honestly could use a couple different things. I, you know, I think the interior offensive line. You could definitely see some upgrades happening there. Um, I think the receiver position's pretty solid still. I love the depth they found at running back. I think they're fine there. Uh, I think the defensive line honestly has some talent. You know, to me, if you're really looking across this team, you're saying, what do they need? I think they need pass rush help. I think they need linebacker help. They have guys in the secondary they've drafted there. You know, if Kevin King's healthy and Damaris Randall's healthy, I think they like those guys. They like Josh Jones, Ha Clinton Dix. You know, I, I don't know that they view the secondary the way other people might view him that have watched them i'm going with Rashawn evans uh to green bay i think that he can be a second level presence um, at least situationally that helps him against the pass. you know joe thomas they've used kind of in that role they play a ton of dime because of that they play josh jones in that role and morgan burnett but then it allows them to get run on a lot easier so i think they need a guy who can be a little bit better of a balance i don't think dom capers ends up coming back i think someone else will see the issues they've had there uh, and want to upgrade and um Going with Rashawn Evans, he can also rush the passer a little bit off the edge situationally, in that oh, he's not No doubt, he's a good one. No so doubt. There you go. I don't know. That was a pretty good. That was a pretty good clean top sixteen. Yeah, that would be, be pretty good. Yeah, and most, I mean, I think most people most people would be happy with it. Yeah, I mean, probably not, but <laughs> we'll probably get slammed. That's okay. Uh, eight and six teams: Baltimore, Seattle, Detroit, Dallas, Tennessee, and Buffalo would be up next, in Atlanta. Uh, eight and five at the 23rd spot. And then after that, it's pretty much teams that are mostly mostly locked into the playoffs. We'll see. Um, the Bills have uh, a pick there at uh, 25, which would be the Chiefs pick. So uh, some different things happening in the first round. Our first round went Cleveland taking Josh Rosen number one overall. Quentin Nelson, the guard, comes off the board of the Giants at number two. The Colts take Bradley Chubb at number three, Minka Fitzpatrick to the Browns with the fourth overall pick. Denzel Ward to the 49ers, the fifth overall pick. Calvin Ridley is a Chicago Bear. Cleveland Farrell, the defensive end from Clemson, the redshirt sophomore if he declares goes to Tampa Bay. Connor Williams already declared for the draft, he said, to Cincinnati with the eighth overall pick. Baker Mayfield to Denver at number nine. Lamar Jackson to the Jets at number 10. Sam Darnold, also a redshirt sophomore to Arizona, Ursi Richard, I may have just confused myself on Darnold. Richard. James oh, he's Richard Is he? Oh yeah, he's Richard. Yeah. Um Darnold goes to off the board at number eleven to Arizona. Maurice Hurst to Oakland at number twelve. Nice little steal there. Cortland Sutton to Washington at number thirteen gives them a wide receiver. Roquan Smith, the linebacker, to Miami at number fourteen. Taven Bryan to uh, the Chargers at number 15, and Rashawn Evans to the Packers at number 16. That rounds out the top half of the first round. All your teams with 500 or worse records. We'll be back tomorrow. We got senior bowl invitations. If some more guys have accepted the invites, we're here to talk about it tomorrow. Uh, And we'll have all good stuff throughout the week talking about the draft, rookies around the NFL, and how we see things shaking out in the coming weeks. We're a couple weeks away from draft season launching. Not far off, Trev. Until then. Mm Keep it locked right here. Unlocked on, on NFL draft.